Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Buzzwords, conversations about teaching and learning at Shenandoah University, where we talk about teaching and learning at SU, and hopefully a whole lot more than that. Before we start, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Shenandoah University's transformative teaching and learning team, led by Karin, hope we're saying this right, Lucas. Thank you very much, Karin, to you and your team for helping us put this podcast together. We couldn't have done it without you. To get things started, my name is Joey Gariziak. I'm the director of esports here at Shenandoah, and I'm joined by an awesome team as always. So I'm going to throw it to them to let them talk about themselves a little bit. Scott, let's start with you. Thanks, Joey. Scott King from Department of Psychology here. I'm excited to be going into our fifth episode today. We were just joking before the show about what happens if we mess up. So if that intro ends up sounding perfect, that means that we did a second take. That's why we have a producer. <laughs> All right. Uh, Melissa, what can you tell us about numbers and yourself? Hi, Melissa Smeltzercraft, head women's basketball coach. Uh, just want to give a shout out to our producer, Xander Merrill-Smith, who's sitting to my right. Um, just some notes. Um, we've had 247 downloads as of 412. Six reviews on Apple Podcasts, including a, a new good one from Ro Rojo Car or Royo yeah. Car. I don't our, know. Our first review from someone who we don't know exactly who it is. It so might thank be Spanish, you. Spanish, like Rojo Car or just Rojo Car. We don't know. Can you say that again, Scott? I missed that. First <laughs> no, <one>. I cannot. <laughs> It don't took a lot of effort to trill that R. <laughs> don't don't uh, forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is buzzwords at su.edu, and our website is subuzzwords.podbean.com. Scott, what's what what do you got going? Give us some notes from the last episode. <laughs> well, in my uh, review of last week's episode, which was now has now been three weeks ago because of spring break. Um, I found that I caught myself mansplaining again. So my bad, listeners. <laughs> my bad, Melissa. Um, I was actually mansplaining Melissa's wife's, Ashley's concept of mom guilt. And I made it way too complicated. Uh, it, I'm stating the obvious here because I think everybody, especially those of us who are parents, especially those of us who are moms, mom guilt is just when you feel guilty like you're not doing enough. As you know, social media can amplify it, which is what I talked about last time. Is but, Scott mansplaining while he's while he's apologizing? Well, I wanted to clarify that I didn't know it, and now I want to hear Melissa's take on. I I I, I how long have we known each other, Scott? A while. Pretty long time. Yeah. I just you're Scott, and <laughs> I don't ever think you are doing anything offensive to anyone. You're just such a great person. So I've never well, interpreted. You. You're very hard on yourself. I think. That's, that's um, you're a little <laughs> breathy at times, but that's another subject. Um, no, I, you know what I get uh, more than mom guilt is like Instagram homeowner guilt. Like that's mm, the stuff okay. I see on social media. I'm like, I need to do my yard. I need yes. to build a deck. Preach. So, I mean, this guilt Preach. can be felt across all aspects of our lives for sure. Not just moms or even dads. Yeah. I mean, guilt, it's a motivator. I think that's like half of what I do is out of avoiding guilt. <laughs> half of what you do is out of guilt out of avoiding guilt trying, okay, there we go. trying to avoid the guilt <laughs> all right so just i'll try to do better on the mansplaining but maybe it's part of my charm who knows <laughs> I'll, I'll uh i'll ask your wife on that one we'll, see. Yeah. well well good thank you scott for mansplaining all that 
Uh, <laughs> no, let's, we're, we're going to move on because we do have another awesome guest this week. And I know we say that every time, uh, but it's so true. And that's the great thing about this podcast is that we get people from across the university coming in to be part of this podcast. And it's different every time. And that makes it really cool. Well, this week, we have Dr. Hakeem Leonard from the conservatory. Hello, hello. Yeah, so we are very excited to have you and be part of the podcast this week, Dr. Leonard. I guess we'll just call you Hakeem. We're casual, Yeah, right? yeah, we're, we're casual. There we go. So to get started, a little background about Hakeem. Uh, he's an associate professor of music therapy and assistant provost for inclusion, diversity, and equity, or IDE. As a professor, Leonard prioritizes student-centered engagement, experiential learning, and culturally situated understanding. This is the most complicated one we've had to read so far. You gave it to me, and I have to read this off. This ah, is tough. It's a lot of syllables. It's very syllables. He has research interests in mental health, early childhood, student development, cultural sensitivity and awareness, and pain management, and loves to collaborate for maximum impact. So those listening, if you need some collaboration projects... I do. Hold, reach out to Hakeem. Right? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do Hakeem it. Hakeem is not busy enough. He wants to collaborate <laughs> yeah. on everything. Everybody reach out to him with your new research <laughs> ideas. We can get 10 of them going at once. Um, in his IDE work, he's working toward collaborative strategic change in areas of transformative learning, access, hiring, and success. So Dr. Leonard, welcome. Hakeem, welcome yes. to the show. We are so happy to have you. Um, I guess to get us started, why don't you just tell us how your new role has been so far with inclusion, diversity, and equity, and as well as how the conservatory has been so far this year, obviously a different kind of academic year. Mm -hmm, um, kind of mm -hmm. talk to us about your new role in the conservatory a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, my new role has definitely been exciting. It's been uh, exhausting. I think we've all been exa exhausted. I'm sure that's something to rant about later, but um, <laughs> it's been in a good way, right? Because there's so much to do and there's so many people that have creative ideas and they want to collaborate. Um, and so, you know, I've had a chance to, you know, strategize, you know, how are we thinking about this? I've had a chance to define uh, inclusion, diversity, equity for our institution. Uh, I've had chances on, on kind of smaller levels to come partner with people in their classes, mm -hmm. uh, talk about intersectionality and healthcare and, uh, you know, just, to, to the PA students, like all kind of just very interesting things that uh, I think build on this culture of collaboration that we have at Shenandoah. So I think, you know, when you do this work, it's like, okay, what can we build on that we already have here? But also there's always this, what do we have to unlearn, right? Because, you know, there's, I mean, that's what we're talking about when we talk about equity. It's like, we've been going about this, doing our own thing, thinking about it in this way. And, and there's some things we actually have to, to relearn or unlearn as well. Wow, absolutely. And I know one of the initiatives or part of it has been the red team in athletics. Is that correct, Melissa? What do you know about the red team? What's going on there? I will say this, and, and by the time this pod is out, um, the fundraiser will be over. But part of D3 week, there was a fundraiser through the red team that was um, collecting and, and fundraising for the Loveland, Loveland Foundation, which was really great. I think they were hoping to raise about $400, which is fantastic. So yeah, there's been initiatives all over campus. The red team is working really hard. And I'm sure you find this balance, Hakeem, of um, 
those things that you can do in, let's say, your first 100 days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those things you can do immediately at the surface level to make it better. Right. But then you have to go deeper mm-hmm. in next level and, and have these long-term plans balancing with the short-term issues or concerns that our students, faculty, staff have. I'm sure you have to balance that every single day with your role. Definitely. It's like, hey, here's what's the low-hanging fruit? What can we do to make maximum impact? you know, in a short term and then, okay, long-term strategic plan that that's ongoing. And how can we get there for sure? Man. How about the conservatory, Hakeem? What's going on over there? Anything new happening there for the listeners out there? What, what is the current status? I know that the summer music programs are going on. Yeah. Yeah. SSMT. Yeah. So, uh, that's back and that's something that is very unique and something that we do well. Uh, when I say we, I don't have anything to do with that, but they do very well and we're excited about, and you know, I think we're excited about the music, how the music has been able to continue and keep going. And, and hopefully, you know, with it being warm outside and things, you know, there's all these outdoor concerts and, Mm. You know, there's a lot of exciting things. Um, I know that, you know, they were able to do an opera just recently. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're excited about continuing to be able to make music for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I know, obviously, athletics has been heavily impacted by COVID and what's been going on this year. But the performances, I guess, equally have been affected because you haven't been able to do much. You mentioned the opera Mm -hmm. and summer music programs are coming back out. But what has that kind of feeling been like in the conservatory with having kind of a lot of more limitations this year with COVID compared to quote unquote normal years. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally aware of what everybody has done, but I know that, you know, there's been different types of creativity about, you know, how can we do this in a, in a, you know, whether if there's a big choir now, how can we do it in small groups or when, when, when there was times to, when the weather was nice and now it's nice again, you know, how can we do those little small group things outside instead of everybody? And so there's been so many creative ways of going about it. So, um, I, like I said, I mean, we've all been trying to figure it out. And I think, you know, we've managed to do it as best we can. Yeah, it's the been quote. really impressive. I mean, especially like, you know, the stuff that a lot of people used to go to, like the, the winter, like Christmas fall yeah before christmas time you know all that was outside and then some of it was recorded and mm-hmm. some of it you know it was posted like every day for yeah. a couple of weeks i mean it's i mean the conservatory has really like been challenged by the situation we're in but they've really stepped it up and it's really really impressive um, well, i'm glad music- y'all i'm glad y'all see that from the outside <laughs> we, too. Do, we do <laughs> now, i want to know in music therapy you all have so many internships right and, and, practicum and practicum yep mm-hmm. yeah how are how are you managing that with like so many places you know mandating that well we can't have guests in we can't have people indoors yeah we can't, we can't invite outsiders in so we've been able to do several things like some in some ways we're still in person and been able to social distance and, and mask up in other ways we've been able to have you know, it's opened us up opportunities. We had, you know, some of our clinical partners doing virtual telehealth stuff with uh, communities in Baltimore and our students really, and that opened them up to a a different lived experience. You know, maybe uh, they hadn't worked with uh, low resource communities where, um, where there's, you know, the access to music therapy may not be as, as, as readily available, but uh, through through the telehealth, we were able to get that. 
And um, and so, I mean, it's really opened some doors up. It's I don't know if we'll ever all the way go back to never having telehealth again, but we definitely going to mix it up with going back to the in-person as soon as we can, uh, you know, full time. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, the, and I think that'll be one good spinoff of the pandemic is, oh, we can use Zoom for this or we can use Skype for this. You know, we don't have to fly in a guest speaker. We don't have to send our students all over the country. Maybe they can do it remotely. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, uh, that, that's, you know, great conversations. Great to hear about all the great things that the conservatory and you are doing, Hakeem. Uh, but let's get into these segments. This is the one the listeners are, are waiting. <laughs> They're just waiting to hear yeah. these, these segments from one to the, one week to the next, uh-huh. uh, one episode to the next. So we these are our consistent segments, Hakeem, and uh, we gave you kind of these ahead of time so you'd have something to talk about with these. And so we're looking forward to what your thoughts are about all these different segments that we have. Uh, let's start with uh, Melissa. Why don't you throw out the first one to him? Okay, Hakeem, what is uh, buzzword breakdown? So mm-hmm. talk to us about what is your teaching buzzword. My teaching buzzword is curiosity. And it's interesting because I'm not big on buzzwords. And I was like, Mm. um, you know, you can feel like, oh, man, this is just like, you know, it's like, ah, is anybody really doing this? Are we just doing this for for a show? But I mean, I'm asking that to myself. Uh, But I've been really thinking deeply about curiosity. I know at SU, we say curiosity required. Yeah. Um, And I've really been thinking about that because when we're talking about inclusion, you know, we're not just talking about strategies or solutions, even though that we're talking about creating this culture of dialogue and curiosity uh, and what can maximize that. And so um, I've been really thinking that on, on that level, but also like justice requires a culture of belonging requires not just. Uh, solutions, but it requires that curiosity. So I, I think that's something I've really been into, and 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 I want to explore more. Like how can we, uh, how can we foster that? And I know we got the QEP here, the the quality enhancement, the RSD, and so we've been and RSD. Uh, we had the Shenandoah dialogues, you know, re- reflection structure dialogue, Shenandoah conversations, excuse me. And um, so we talk about how to have these these foster this dialogue, questions of curiosity, not questions of persuasion or, or com- confirmation bias or whatever. And so now, I, you know, with, uh, you know, Meredith, Dr. Meredith Minister, Kevin Minister, Adela, uh, but Barrio Salis, uh, been really thinking about how do we do that within an equity frame? We can still bring everybody to curiosity, but let's make it explicitly about equity. Um, and so, you know, these are some of the things we're talking about within that umbrella of curiosity. Hmm. Yeah. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to the next one. Let's go with uh, tool time. Yeah. Talk about some of your favorite teaching tools. Favorite teaching tools. Um, so one of the teaching tools, it, you know, is even in, in this realm of curiosity and inclusion, um, you know, I've been thinking. One of the things I've used is called uh, mapping out your mapping out your role in a social ecosystem. And so, um, you know, we had this thing where it comes from a social justice orientation. It, you know, it might be to say, "Hey, some I'm a I'm a caregiver." Somebody say, "I'm a I'm a storyteller. I'm a disruptor." And so, there's in in this kind of social way of 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 collective being. 
people have different roles in which we can work towards something. And uh, I, I was able to bring that uh, to the classroom and we were able to ask the question that we we're saying, oh, well, let's answer this question as a community, not just have these individual assignments, but let's answer this question as a community. Uh, and I want y'all to bring, bring, your, bring something that connects to you too. And somebody's like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm a caregiver in my life, you know, with my family and this. And then, so we'll ask a question of, of, of curiosity, like, all right, well, I'm gonna, like, we had a social justice class. So we asked a question uh, in the time of when Breonna Taylor verdict, we were like, what, what has to change for somebody like Breonna Taylor to live? So this was a music social justice class. And then, you know, we always asked to, we asked like, how do white students, for example, come to this conversation and feel comfortable talking? So I wanted, we use this, this tool to connect them. They say, oh, I feel like a caregiver in my life. All right, so how do you now be a caregiver to somebody like a black woman or Breonna Taylor's mother or this, or how you be a disruptor in that way that connects to something inside of you, but also moves us to this justice thing. Um, and so that's one of the tools. I think we're always looking for these tools. Uh, and you may not ask a very explicit question about like that in your class, but we're always looking for these tools on how do we bring different ways of being, different ways of thinking into this conversation. And so that I think that tool was very helpful for me. Which takes curiosity. Just the way you ended that, it stems back to your buzzword. And I agree that buzzwords are really hard and cliche. I know I get caught coach speaking a yeah. lot. But I think what you've just proven through these first two pieces is that you're about it. Right? Mm -hmm. you got to be about it. You can't just sit there in your pedestal or on your throne and and talk to these students like this, but it seems like you're really in the trenches, which is really cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, you know, like, especially if you teach classes about prejudice, like I teach social psychology. Yeah. And in there, it's, it's I mean, for me, it's like easy to just lecture, mm -hmm. but that's just academic content, like being, being spewed toward a person. Right. But, you know, you, if you can get the students to put themselves in a certain place like okay what is your role and what is your role with your friends what's your role with your family um you know what's your what what group do you belong to and then what you know privileges or drawbacks or hindrances mm -hmm. might you associate with that group you know really trying to get them to use like first person thinking like oh i do this i do this but then also see how others see them right it's like second person and then turn it into a we yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, just right now, I sort of confuse myself with all that, but <laughs> but I, I I hear you. Yeah, and, and the more we can do that mapping of roles, I think I think the better. Whew, next question. All right, next segment. You thought you knew, so here, what is something that people might think they know about the conservatory, mm -hmm. but it's actually different? Oh man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go music therapy. That's always a good one because, um, you know, people, people think, I don't know that, you know, there's all kind of misconceptions like, you know, are y'all working with the vibrations of things? And I'm <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not against the vibrations, but you know, that's a little more sound therapy, but music therapy, you know, we're working with folks, uh, who want to, you know, 
grow and 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 express themselves or uh, get better in a, in a way related to their health, pain management, what have you. And we're partnering with them with music in order to, to allow that to happen. And so there's, there's so many skills that students have to, to have to have with that. Um, so I think that's one of the things and, that I wanted to say. And then, you know, that, you know, you can do that in a way that's related to justice too, you know, like, um, for example, just on a on a way we relate to people is that we're like, um, how do we create spaces that are therapeutic, right? Where we it's not just based on a diagnosis or whatever. Like we we uh we we welcome like the person or the client to really be the collaborators, right? So that even comes back to what we're talking about with teaching. Like, how do our students become our collaborators? And so we have to do, think about all kinds of things like that in our field. So I know I went all over the place with that, but just throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in music therapy, like I had never heard of music therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, even as a, as a psychologist in graduate school, um, we never I, never, I never learned about it. Yeah. And then coming here, I, I heard there was, there was this, psychology program you know rooted in the conservatory and they play music and i just pictured like a bunch of drum circles <laughs> we do we do that too i know you do drum circles you do good drum circles yeah. um, but i was just like what is this touchy-feely like ooh, let me play an instrument and 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 you can your troubles will all go away but it's not it's not and i see how many how many um like certifications and like mm -hmm. how hard it is to be a certified music therapist of whatever level and i've had so many great students from the music therapy program oh for sure i, I am a uh, i'm a believer hey and whatever you're uh, you're saying over there hey there you go. making those conversions come on getting, now getting people to believe <laughs> uh yeah hakeem we're gonna go to the next one this one we're gonna go around a little bit so we'll start with you hakeem on okay. your highs and lows this is where we'll state the best and the worst events from the previous, I guess, three weeks since we had spring break in there. So, uh, Hakeem, we'll start with you. What is your best moment and your lowest moment from the last three weeks? Oh, probably best moment probably had something to do with a student. Oh, and then we got this whole recruiting thing. You know, we always recruiting and mm -hmm. You know, I think one student came, prospective student came, they watched my class and then uh, I got an email the next day. Oh, they, they, they already put in their deposit. They're, They're ready to All go. Right. I'm hooked. like, they must have learned something in that class. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I think that's a really good moment um, that we're still doing that in the midst of the in the midst of everything going on. Uh, and then I think low is just I mean, we're all in a state of burnout, right? I mean, and mm -hmm. we still got to keep going. I mean, it's, it's, you know, so I think that is you're just trying to keep going and, and, and reach out to the community and say, hey, you feeling that? Yeah, I'm feeling that. All right. We, let's encourage each other and keep working through this burnout. But <laughs> yeah, I think we're all feeling, I think the students are there too. Yeah. Burnout, right. I think it's, it's everybody at the university. There's Xander giving the thumbs up over there. Um, great. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go next on the highs and lows in the last three weeks. My high is a very high one. Um, we have one of our students, um, one of our esports students, one of our Madden players, Dylan Lewis, uh, won his semifinal match and is now going to compete in the national championship for Madden. Wow. It will be on April 24th. It's our first time that we have any team or student competing for a national championship uh, yeah. for any esport title. 
Um, so April 24th, uh, Dylan will be competing in Madden against Boise State. Um, very, okay. very tough competition. The guy at Boise State beat him in the regular season. Uh, but talking to Dylan even today, he said, I think I should win. I should okay. win this one. So Confident. hopefully we can bring that championship home. And uh, that'll be exciting. So watch party will be here on the 24th. There's the plug. I know we'll get to that later. But watch party here in the arena on the 24th, as well as available on our Twitch channel, Shenandoah Esports, um, where you can check out the action. So keep an eye out for that. My low. Oh, I know. I was like, I knew I had one. And then I forgot what it was. But I remember what it is now because I'm still tilted about it. <laughs> um, tr traditional sports, baseball. I'm a big Braves guy. BBG, big Braves guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, watching the game last night, uh, playing against the Phillies, not a Phillies fan uh, at all. No one's a Phillies Nobody's fan. Nobody's a Phillies fan. No, I don't know. Nah, no, nah, I don't no. think so. Yeah. So so the Braves are, are playing them. The Phillies scored in the top of the ninth. And it was a close play at the plate on a, on a sack fly. Uh-huh. And the ball beat him. And the guy slid and looked like his foot may have touched home plate. Maybe yeah. not. Tag got put on him. Went to replay. The guy's foot never touched home plate on the Phillies, and we tagged him out. Went to replay. The umpire still called him safe. I was oh, like, why man. do we even have replay if we're still going to get things wrong? I agree. It is blatantly obvious that the guy's foot never – I've looked at screenshots. I watched <laughs> all the angles. I'm sure New York had extra angles to go to replay. They just they, wanted to go home. They wanted to go home because <laughs> it was a tie game. Yeah, they didn't want to see their for extra innings. But on the flip side, Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, he's tearing it up. Oh, man. He's he, amazing. He did some amazing things. He's amazing. Yeah. But we still got the loss. <laughs> so we got to get a win. And I want to yeah. be fair. Like, if the Phillies beat us fair and square, that's one thing. But yeah. to lose on a replay challenge like that, oh, it's irritating to see it. Yeah. And to lose by one run on that play. So that is definitely my low. And I'm still in that low. I'm still in that rut. Okay. I'm going to I'm I'm yeah. uh, text you when, when I, Acuna and Freddie Freeman are doing something. I'm going to be like, hey. Hey, anytime. Because they do a lot. <laughs> I'll, talk, I'll be hearing from you tonight. I'm sure. They okay. Because they do it every time. Scott, how about you? Highs and lows? Uh, low, just a sort of low-grade burnout. I've been feeling the past couple weeks. Um, high, which was in the midst of the burnout, was uh, I was fundraising for my, my Winchester Senior Center. Not my Winchester Senior, but my class's efforts for the Winchester Senior Center. And we were selling T-shirts for Apple Blossom that I talked about on the last episode. And the sales weren't going too well. And uh, about a week ago, I emailed a bunch of faculty and staff in SU and just asked for help, like, hey, buy a shirt. And people stepped up, and we sold, like, 30 more shirts and nice. raised 500 more dollars. And uh, if you're one of those people, listeners, who bought a shirt or donated money, thank you very much. Nice. It, uh, it helped out a lot of people. Melissa, great. what do you got? Um, that, that's, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you, Scott. That's great. Uh, my, I'm going to just say this. My low is Hakeem coming in here and flexing about how easy recruiting is. <laughs> like, what's that about, man? About we too. talk about recruiting every week, and you just make me feel like a fool <laughs> in a 30-second low. But um, <laughs> no, my high is that I, I've got some numbers here, and I, I cited this earlier um, D3 week was last week, um, and, and it's weird and it's hard in this virtual world. Um, teams are still kind of operating in pods, trying to compete and stay healthy. Um, but we were able to come together 
in the athletics department last week and collect 57 cases of water Mm. and at least 25 bottles of sunscreen for the rescue mission as they go into warmer weather. Um, If you're not aware of the rescue mission, they're doing great things. And one of our Shenandoah field hockey alums works there. Um, She goes, she used to be known as Kessler on, on the field hockey field, Uh, Lauren Kessler. Um, But, uh, and then I, as I stated earlier, the Loveland foundation, um, I, hopefully we're up at about $400 getting, to that foundation through our athletes and selling these really cool hats representing the red team. So that's my high nice. is just all the the low key great stuff happening in athletics for other people in our community. You know, community service has been adapted this year. Usually we're doing a lot more stuff in person and we've had to get really creative. A lot of words and terms we've been using endlessly in this in this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, next segment, Melissa, let's throw it to you. What oh, is that yeah. Last All right, Hakeem. Uh, I need your Hornet hot take. So okay. this is where you really, this is your moment here. You can rant about anything you want. This is a safe space. Okay, Hakeem. Man, I don't even know what to rant about. You know, I try to keep the keep it positive, but uh, I see this is a safe space. So uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just going to rant about how I've never been in this esports and 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 I I'm not into esports, but I I feel like because growing up, you know, I was all I don't even know how I got to be at a university because the only thing I read was the sports page. You know what I'm saying? So I feel <laughs> yeah. like I need to rekindle some things and 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 spend some time over here. So I don't. That's not really a rant, but it is what it is. Hey, I'll take it. It's a secret gem back here. Arena. Come on over <laughs> anytime. And Hakeem, you're a Florida State guy, right? Yeah. I must say, I must brag a little bit. Our Rocket League team did just beat Florida State oh, last week. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think it was three games to one, Xander, if I remember correctly. Xander was actually casting for that. Okay. Uh, so you beat Florida State three games to one in a best of five. So, hey, uh, hey, hey. That's yeah. good stuff. Hey, we'll, we'll take it. Right? We'll take <laughs> it. Um, okay, well, Hakeem, that does it for our segments. We want to really uh, – say thank you and appreciate you being here to talk about a little about the conservatory, a little about your IDE work and about you and just giving you the chance to kind of be the spotlight for this podcast. So it's been great having you here, hearing from you. But before we sign off, we want to give you a chance to also plug anything you want to plug, any events coming up or charity work or anything in particular that you want to talk about that might might be coming up that people should hear about? Uh, Well, one of the main things I want to plug – you know, I know we all in burnout. I'm bringing in uh, with some other folks, bringing in a consultant um, on May 24th, 9 to 12, uh, to talk about uh, kind of, you know, transformative learning and, and teaching uh, in a culturally responsive way. Uh, I would love, you know, every, you know, we could have 300 people because that's the Zoom limit, right? We, we just want as many people on there as possible to really get, you know, go to the next level as far as what we're doing here, as far as our teaching and being there for our students. Great. So that's yeah. May 24th, correct? May 20, Monday, May 24th, uh, nine to nine in the morning to noon. Uh, you'll hear more about it, but I wanted to uh, mention it here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So yes. Keep an eye out for that. So May 24th, that's during, what do we call that week after graduation? Is that a assessment? assessment week? Is that what we call it assessment week? Yeah. Our faculty development days. Fat, yeah. But I don't, I, I don't know how, you know, I think, I don't know if we're going to have a full slate of events. Right. Uh, you know, we, we might have to ask Karen. Uh, we don't know if that's her name, Lucas. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> but she she is gonna be the the point person on that. Um, and we do know your name, Karen. But yes, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. May twenty fourth. Awesome. Well, Hakeem, thank you again for being here. This has been great. Always a pleasure to have you around and people from the conservatory and everybody on campus. So thank you very much for being here. Uh, to wrap things up, before we can go, we do want to mention our sponsor of the day. This is a good one. Uh, this is the Business School Parking Garage. When you need an excuse to go get your car washed, come utilize the Parking Garage's complimentary bird dropping station for that now my car really needs a wash look. That's Make right. sure to check them out anytime you want to, <laughs> free of charge. Just park in there. Only takes a few minutes, and you will you will really want a car wash after. Any that. spot will do. Any <laughs> spot you want. Uh, also, make sure to check out or, or email us with any questions. This is buzzwords at su.edu. Got any questions, comments, concerns? Please let us know. Check out the website subuzzwords.podbean.com, and make sure to tune in again in two weeks, where we have our special guest will be Muhammad Obaid from the Division of Applied Technology. Maybe we'll get some VR going in here too. Ooh. He's a big VR guy. B V R G. Uh, big VR guy. <laughs> um, but until we, until then, as always, we want to let you know to just keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing.